0: Welcome back to Brain Bites. Joining me as always is James Green. James, how are you today? I'm well, Blake. How are you? I'm doing great. We are continuing our Cybersecurity Awareness Month with something today that we kind of mentioned uh, last week, and that is NIST. So we are going to run through their uh, five-phase or five-step framework, uh, real high-level stuff today. Um, And this is kind of in line with the what we do as an MSP to kind of guide our client' security strategy right. and what what we're kind of being told by um, these governing bodies, so there are five steps in the NIST framework they are identify protect, detect, respond, and recover so we'll start with identify this is probably the most simple one James identify
1: identify you got to know what you're protecting right so what is not only what is uh what you need to be able to protect, but you also are putting that in your policies that this is this is what's in scope of what we're protecting.
0: Right. I guess we should we should preface too. Everything in the NIST framework, it basically boils down to IT and policy. So there is the technical work and the technical processes of, you know, the systems that you own and like your servers and everything yep. like that and then the the software and the tools that you use to protect those things and then there's the policy that you use to protect yourself from the human element right like throwing away a computer that still has a hard drive in it and we'll get down to that and protect but yep. so yeah identify so you gotta know what you got You gotta know what you got <laughs> and this is also where you identify your policies right so you identify what your incident response plan is, you identify what your policies around device disposal, all of those things, right? You identify what you do and what you need to do. Correct. You identify what organizations uh, or what uh, compliance frameworks you have to comply to. So if you're a uh, healthcare, right? HIPAA, this is where you identify what steps you have to take with HIPAA in the event that you have some sort of cybersecurity cyber security event. And then number two is protect. This one is also kind of simple. It's right protect How are you going to protect it? But this is where some of that policy starts to come in play, right? So obviously you have the technological protect, control who gets in your systems, uh install software, hardware, right? You have to your de- regular
1: backups just in right.
0: case. Encryption, encrypt your data yep. at rest and in transit. But then this is where the policy starts to come in, right? So you have to have formal policies, formal written policies that are you know distributed to your employees that are understood by your employees. Signed off on by your employees. (laughs) Right. That help protect you from things like disposal, like I mentioned before, disposal of old equipment or disposal of electronic files. So if you if you have files that are used day to day and then you no longer need those files, you need to have policies in place that say, okay, well, we don't keep files with XYZ data on them Correct. B- until you know, after the project is complete or something. And you have to have a policy that says once the project is complete, move the data here. And then you have another policy that says we delete this, you know, wherever you moved it to, we delete that every X days. Retention
1: policies. Retention is what those policies. Are. Yep. Very important for those. Um, and this is also where you're going to be training your end users too, and educating them. Because as we've talked about before, your end users are the first line of defense and you have to make sure that they are knowledge up trained up right they this have is, to know what to do
0: this is building that that human firewall that we've mentioned before right yep. this is where you do the security awareness training um, we we offer you know f- simulated phishing attacks where you know we, so we send fake phishing so emails so that if your employees click on that at least it's a fake email and not a real one um, and it you know tells them hey this is a fake email but these are the things to look out for um, so that's protect you're doing the The technological things to protect your data, protect your systems, and then you're doing the human policy uh, to protect yourself and your organization from your employees and your people. Not that they're doing anything intentionally, um, they would protect against that too, but it also protects against the unintentional negligence. And then there's number three, this is the real IT part of it, this is detect, right? So. This is the alarm bells start going off. I like to equate it to fishing, right? This is <laughs> right. this is getting the fish on the line. This is getting the bite. You you've got all the monitors, you've got all the software, you've got everything, you know, scanning your network, keeping you uh protected in the protect step. And then now we've got an event. This is this is detection. Right. We've got something that's, you know, the alarm bells are going off. Someone's in your system. Some data has been exfiltrated. Something along those lines.
1: Yep. Someone someone did get an email that they clicked on, and so you're going in and you're investigating. Okay, was it okay? Was it not okay? And you're taking a look. And if it if it wasn't, then you're going to move on to how we're going to respond to it. Right. And now here
0: is where the frameworks and the this is modern and this is the new that we you know kind of what we have to learn as as IT. Um, the next step is not solve the problem. Right. So we do not go directly from detect to recover. There is a step in between called respond. And this is okay, so the fire alarm's going off in detect. This is where you take a timeout and you say, Okay, we planned for this. We we did the identify step. We identified, you know, all of our systems, we identified everything else. We we've done the protect. We know what systems we have in place. Mm-hmm. Now it is time
1: to pause. Pause and follow the policies that we've put in place. I, I keep joking that it's grabbing the Leslie Nope notebook out of Parks and Rec and it's yep. saying, "Okay, here's what we do." What? Yeah. What is our plan? So you have your instance response plan. You know what uh,
0: you have to do to you know you know what clients you have to report to. You know what uh, government organizations or uh, regulations you have to report to, like HIPAA. Mm-hmm. This is taking the moment to pause, report, and then know from your plan how you're going to recover. So this is where the policies really come into play. This step is almost a hundred percent policy.
1: Right. And this is where you really want to know your 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 decision makers know what needs to happen because it's going to be their job to ensure everyone takes a deep breath. Adrenaline's going to be spiking, but if you don't take the proper steps, especially if your cybersecurity insurance requires certain things to be checked along the way, right? Then everyone has to be following the steps. Like you said, Your job is to not try and fix the issue right there. You have to document everything. You have to follow the policies you've already agreed on.
0: Right. And this is where you almost need to do, and you do need to do, fire drills of cybersecurity fire drills. You need to take a day where maybe you and and the top level of your organization knows today we are going to simulate an incident. And you are going to, at 10 a.m., you're going to sound the alarm bells and say, we've just been compromised. Follow the incident report plan so that when... It actually happens when, not if. When it actually happens, you are prepared. You're not running around trying to find the binder. You're not running around trying to find the stairs. You know, you right. don't use the elevator in a fire. You you need to know where you go in a fire, and you need to know exactly what
1: you do when right. you have a cybersecurity. You event. train your employees with simulated phishing and other things. This is your training of your IT people, right? And this is yeah, this is primarily for your IT
0: people and your leadership at your organization. Correct. Yep. Cuz yeah, you might think that your VP of HR isn't going to be doing much, but they need to be working on who, you know, if there was a if you can pinpoint the breach to an individual person, they need to be following their processes for how you document what that person did or how you document how this happened, and then, you know, someone else in operations is going to be the one reporting to you know, HIPAA and healthcare or...
1: Yep. And you're working with your communications director if, if a press release has to be crafted, Correct. something like yeah.
0: that. There, this is a very involved process mm-hmm. from way more than just IT. But the last step, which is Recover... This is all IT, right? This is where you've gone through all of your processes. You're following your incident response plan. You've you stopped the bleed. You do ultimately the IT guys do need to be stopping the bleed. You know if it's spreading <laughs> or something, you, d- you need to do, you know follow the processes to stop the spread, to stop the infection. But once you do that, that's when you pause, take your time out, follow your process, which that should be in your process to begin with. And then step five, recover. You've you've alerted everybody. You need to alert you've stopped the spread, you've pinpointed the breach, you know what data has been exfiltrated, you know if data has been exfiltrated, you know what's going on, you have a good grasp on the situation, yep. you've verified your backups are good, you've shut down the infected systems, you bring back the systems from your good backups. And you and the most important part of this, there's, there's really only two pieces of the recover. There's actually repairing and restoring. Yeah, but then, how does this
1: not happen again? Right.
0: And then there's keeping your employees and customers informed. Right. You, you've got to let your employees know when they can get back to work, what systems they can and can't be accessing right now, um, what's going on. You know, they need to know all that stuff. And then your customers obviously need to know if you if you've experienced some sort of breach, your customers need to you know, be constantly communicated with saying your data is fine or, hey, this data has potentially been compromised. You might need to call these institutions, you know, your bank or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, it does if if you were the cause of their data being compromised, They need to know what they can do to protect themselves. This very much trickles down from you to your clients to their clients. Everybody needs to be updated. And
1: you want to get ahead of that. So with your employees and your customers, yes, it happened. Uh, It's nothing to be embarrassed by. You want to make sure that you are getting ahead of and controlling the narrative. Because if you don't, your employees and your customers are going to make up their own in their head. And they don't usually go the good way. So you want to make sure that you're controlling that narrative. You're being constant communication with your employees and your customers so that they know what's going on.
0: Right. And if you're listening to this thinking, oh, my gosh, we don't have any of this. We don't know any <laughs> of
1: this. Um, there's a good chance that especially
0: if you're a Becca client, we're doing some of this for you, especially the, the identify and protect. Um, but the policy part, we're, we're actively working with a lot of our clients to build these. So um, if you are listening to this and you say, man, we need that give us a call. You know, our, our information's all over the place. Uh, but this is the the framework that we are following to really make sure that in the event of some sort of cybersecurity event, um, you take the time to make sure that your customers are updated, mm-hmm. your employees are updated. You're following the procedures to make sure that we verify everything is safe before we bring it back. Because the worst thing you can have happen is you just freak out Shut everything down and restore from the backups from yesterday, but you were compromised yesterday. Cause then you just spent all of that time and brought your systems back infected.
1: Correct. So, and and a lot of times these uh these uh these malware events, they'll they'll get into your system and they'll stay there dormant right. for ninety-one days because they know most have 90-day backups. Exactly. And so that way when you go to restore, it's too bad. It's it's on your backups. Exactly. So, so.
0: um Hope this uh, second segment of our cybersecurity month has been uh, informative. Next week, we're going to kind of dive into more of the, you know, what an actual security event is. Um, so these first two weeks, again, were more broad level or top level kind of explanations of cybersecurity concepts or frameworks. And then the next two weeks, we're going to dive down into specific security events um, that these kind of things help protect against and help you respond to. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.
1: See ya.